to the best of the Armstrong and Getty Show. Featuring our podcast, One More Thing. Get more info at armstrongandgetty.com. So, uh, this is going to be a new podcast that we do uh, every single day, I think. Well, every weekday. Not on the weekends. Are you coming in on the weekends? I'm not coming in on the weekends. If I happen to be here on the weekends, by coincidence, I'll do one. But we're going to do this uh, One More Thing podcast every day. Cue the theme. And, oh, uh, is there going to be a theme? There's probably going to be a theme. We're our, working on the theme. Our cello player is a federal employee. Oh, that's right. Furloughed. Furloughed currently. Dang it. So uh, we were talking with a big-time podcast guru earlier in the week who knows a lot about podcasts and how they get going and what makes them popular and what doesn't. One, mm-hmm. one thing that came up is we're trying to figure out what we're going to talk about in this every single day is uh, you can use body language in podcasts. Oh, for whatever reason, and God, so oh, many things oh, are getting... Hey, hey, stand down there, Sean. <laughs> so, so many things yeah. are getting more and more ridiculous. The The idea that there's a, an awards for TV shows and an awards for movies, for instance, right? even though everybody watches movies and TVs on TV shows on the same screen, is stupid. And this, some of the quote-unquote TV shows are clearly movies. The fact that radio shows are listened to in podcast form by gazillions of people or through their smartphone or whatever, right. and you can't curse on those because the FCC would... But I, but we can say bad words on this. Yes. But anyway, it's the we reality. We can. But Jack, as so many things in life, uh, just because you can doesn't mean you should. Now, Positive Sean, I, I got the idea that you were excited at the prospect. I get to say... Oh boy! No, I'm glad we bleeped that. That was uh, very that one. So here's 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 the truth. Here's the peek behind the curtain. Armstrong and Getty is a brand. We are people have an idea of us, and uh, and and for folks who listen to the show and enjoy the show, it's a it's a positive view. And you have to figure out, okay, how much would damage or change the brand in a way that we're not comfortable with. I mean, if 20% of our audience would be so horrified at an F-bomb, it would color their view of the on-air show, then we don't win anything. I mean, it's not like y'all have never heard an F-bomb, or it would be so strange and titillating that you'd, you know, hey, dudes, we got to download A&G, so one more thing again, because they might drop an F-bomb. Right. Nobody <laughs> ever. Wow, you uh, right. really need better entertainment. <laughs> yeah, you're starved for entertainment. Yes, Sean? I would like to make the counter-argument of the rest of the Internet. Yeah, yeah, well, and also, <laughs> well, there you go. there's there's sometimes, okay, so this podcast guru we were talking to the other day, he was talking about... Wonderful when, robes this guy had on today. <laughs> as a guru? Yeah. He was talking about when Stern first went to satellite, and, and a lot of people were aware, and Howard Stern was aware, he gets to say whatever he wants now. Sure. And then the early going, it was just, you know, F this and F that, and it was right. just nonstop. Explicit and it was just, sexual references, the rest of it. Yeah. And it was just too much. It was too much even for his audience, and he dialed it back. There's that. There's also the... One of the reasons you like The Sopranos <laughs> or uh, or whatever on your cable channels versus what you're watching on NBC is it's ridiculous if some gritty New York mobster says those jive turkeys right <laughs> like they do on NBC. <laughs> what was the uh, what was the famous <laughs> cleansing of uh, Samuel Jackson on sta- uh, snakes on a plane? When they actually show that movie on TV, Monday, Friday, planes. Monday, I've had enough of these Monday, Monday Friday, Friday snakes yeah, on a Monday, plane. Friday, yeah. plane. Yeah. The only yeah. one I want to yeah. use, and I'm going to say it right now, is because we've wanted to use it for years. We've argued this should be arable on radio. If you're easily offended, tune out now. Is it Moose Knuckle? No, <laughs> Michael. For instance, the California bullet train is bullshit. It's a bullshit it train. Just there it is. It is. Oh, I've been bored again. <laughs> it just is. <laughs> and 
using a euphemism just isn't as powerful. Uh, no, I like bullspit. I like bullship. But it's not quite there. It doesn't quite describe <laughs> what it is. It's scratching right next to It's almost good enough. Oh, boy. So that's exciting. That was yeah. liberating, wasn't it? That, that felt better than I thought it would. <laughs> I know, right? You know, that's great. That's what I said my first time, too. <laughs> <laughs> and I immediately want to do it again. Right, exactly. Oh, uh, brother. Well, okay, so that's uh, that's been dealt with. There's also this that is interesting about the world of podcasting is all the numbers. First of all, we have one of the most popular podcasts in the, in the radio business in the country for some reason. <laughs> um, and we don't even really... Promoted or anything? Imagine Maybe if we tried that. Imagine if right. we tried. You exactly. my mind. P.S. <laughs> yeah. But there's a realization that there is a hunger out there for good spoken word content, long form. I mean, and there's a bunch of podcasters out there, Joe Rogan and and, and Ben Shapiro and others that have proven that there are millions of hours worth of listening that people were hungering for good conversations that, oh, yeah. that were going unmet oh, it, with commercial radio. It, it has gladdened my heart. You know me and the show. That I've got a dark view of the future, future of humanity. Um, but there are certain things that have encouraged the heck out of me, and that is just the, the, the hunger and the passion and the enduring popularity of, of you know, serious conversations about serious right. things. And, you know, I don't need everybody to come around to that. I can deal with if, if most of humanity is... Is greedy, dishonest, violent idiots. Um, I can accept that. I would just like to know that there are some people who are not. Right. And and this whole intellectual dark web, is that the uh, popular phrase? Mm. Um, oh, yeah, that reminds me. I was listening to Jordan Peterson chatting with somebody or other the other day. Actually, it was a couple of guys. And uh, uh, Jordan drops S-bombs semi-regularly. And if he does, we can. Well, you know, it reminds me, this is kind of a different genre, but it does take me back to the day of Top 40 Radio, you know, where you had your Top 40 playlist, everything was, you know, jingle, two-and-a-half-minute record, tight and bright. And it was all on AM. And it was all on AM, and then along comes FM, and all of a sudden you've got a whole new range of music and topics and ways to do news and, and, and deal with things. And you're absolutely right. That's a pretty good analogy. Podcast yeah. is, 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 is to all of radio what FM was back in the day. Right. I think and you people, nailed it, Marsh. And people, people talked in a regular conversational style right. instead of the way disc jockeys did on AM, and, and, and there was a, a hunger for it. God, I could have been a great freeform FM jock. I missed my Call. I was born too late. Hey, uh, Michael, fire up some like classic rock in there. What do you have? Okay, I'll grab something. Yeah. Just whatever you got. Bring up some there. Yeah. <laughs> Anything you hit right at your fingertips. There. You want to be like an early seventies FM disc jockey? Yeah, like yeah, uh, yeah like free form. San Francisco, Tom New York, whatever. Yeah, you, yeah. you didn't call yourself disc jockeys. What did you call yourselves? Or did you call yourselves disc no, jockeys? No, it was more like air personalities. Air that, personalities. That's when that, that phrase came along, yeah. Yeah, all right, man. This track is going to blow your mind if you haven't heard it yet. First tune on uh, First Side of Led Zepp's third immigrant song. And if you want to really... No, it's not walls. Smoke dope. If you really want to enjoy it... You can't, you can't talk over the vocal. That's that's too freeform, Marshall. <laughs> I demand I demand more regimented freeform FM. So that was part of the whole FM uh, thing too. Then though, yeah. just like the the recognizing that there were a certain. You were always talking over Buddy Holly. Weren't you? There were <laughs> there were. Is that an age shot? Hey, hey, hey. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't, know, I didn't know the mic was on. Uh, no, there were federal laws, sorry. Michael. Talking over the <laughs> <Buddy> old bastard. <laughs> Here's Peggy Sue. <laughs> so the, 
<laughs> so the early AOR guys, yeah. so recognizing that there, so people were smoking marijuana and listening to Jimi Hendrix was, you, you didn't do that on AM Top 40 stuff. I'm sorry, pairing what now? <laughs> Music and, Oh, no, and, not, and, a, not on AM. And you'd have a, you know, a great five-minute Jimi Hendrix uh, track, maybe a six-minute track, and you play it on AM, and it's two and a half minutes. They cut out most of the middle. Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah, it was, yeah, it was, yeah. It was, it was for, amazing. For some reason, that reminds me of this story, which has got nothing to do hardly with anything we're talking about. But yeah. um, I was doing a late night shift on a radio station one time where I had been out with friends drinking all day long. Oh, boy. So then I had to go in and do my shift. Yeah. He, oh, boy. He drove me to the station and went to sleep on the couch while I had to do my <laughs> shift. And I started getting calls. And it was the middle of the night on a weekend. I mean, the, the stakes were low. Midnight yeah. to six? Is I, that what we're I, talking about? Yeah, I'm sure the employer didn't, you know, mm, I mean, he right. was paying me. They didn't want me to be inebriated. Small market, big market? Pretty big. I'm not going to mention the market, but but, okay. but a big is market. Is it the one I'm thinking of with the, yeah, okay. It's, it's big. It's big yeah. enough. I mean, it's, it's, okay. it's, it's, there's lots of people that want, wanted and want those jobs. And I was uh, and I was definitely inebriated, and I started getting calls from people saying, dude, you're so drunk. <laughs> <laughs> and, having, and having done it a number of times, I'll tell you what happens when you're drinking. The song, a four-minute song, goes by like that. Yeah. <laughs> so you just get the song on, and you think, okay, I got Woo! a little time to... It's over! Ah! <laughs> Where's the commercial? I just had a commercial! Uh, so yeah, people started calling me out on it, which was really embarrassing. I was oh, so boy. nervous. That's funny. And, and, and is, it, is it funny, dr- alcohol abuse? Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> it can be. Red Skelton thought so. If you survive it, it's funny. Well, yeah. Th- those chickens ever come home to roost? Did you get away no. with it or what? No. But, you know. Yeah, could... you got away with it. I got away yeah, okay. with it. But... I asked you a yes question and a no question, yes. which is not helpful. It's one of those not things that's a funny story and and all that, but... You know, as a parent, that that's that's the, one of the things about being a parent, right? I mean, because I could have I could have lost my job, would have deserved to lose my job. Mm-hmm. It would have been my reputation in the industry at least for a while, if not forever. That no, you don't hire him. <laughs> he shows up drunk to do his shift. So, well, imagine know. the shockwaves through the industry that the overnight rock guys are drunk. <laughs> Please. <laughs> Shut down the entire radio industry. God, I wonder if there's a tape of that anywhere. Oh, if you possess it. I would be willing to pay three figures for that tape. The problem was I was still playing uh, albums with a needle, and I just I couldn't oh, get wow. my hands to do the get the oh, needle boy. on the album and get it ready to go and everything like that. Oh man, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, you know, certainly long rambling stories of our old days in radio might be, uh, you know, an entertaining kind of subgenre of the Armstrong and Getty One More Thing podcast going forward. So that mm-hmm. was a nice one. That was a good one to leave like off Like when with. I went to the bathroom, I was doing the morning shift, and I went to the bathroom and locked myself out of the radio station, and nobody else was there. And I had to drive home to get the key, and I was listening to the song, Die Out, as I was driving to my apartment to get to the key. And then it ended and started making that noise that records used to make. It's amazing I stayed employed yeah, at all. No but it's still amazing. It's amazing now. Um, Armstrong and Getty. You're listening to the best of the Armstrong and Getty Show. This is the best of Armstrong and Getty. Featuring our podcast, One More Thing. Available everywhere. Get more info at armstrongandgetty.com. Uh, so we talked on the show today. I mentioned how we um, had to hold my son down and give him medicine last night. Yeah. I remember having to hold kids down to get various stitches and shots and stuff like that. My wife was the master at that. She's so gentle and sweet, but... For some reason, she could step up. 
We both had to hold him down to give him the medicine, the, the liquid medicine, because right. you got legs, you got arms, you got mouth, and then somebody's got to hold the medicine. So it was quite the ordeal, and he was screaming, I'm dying, I'm dying the whole time, huh. which he wasn't. But um, the, one of the reasons that uh, it's difficult to get kids to take medicine, as we all know, is some of it tastes horrible. I right. tasted this medicine before I gave it to him, and it yeah. was just, I mean, it left an awful taste in my mouth for a very long time. I was told as a kid that that's so kids won't abuse it, won't like it and seek it out and want to drink it. Well, that can't be anymore because they go out of their way to make all kinds of medicine yummy. Right. But how yeah. come they haven't perfected all of it? Like your your ibuprofens and all that different sort of stuff, Tylenol kid stuff, it tastes like candy. Mm-hmm. Um, how have they not in, in gotten the Lay's people or the... <laughs> With all the different flavors of chips, yeah. or, or the people at certs or anybody like that. Come up. <laughs> Big breath mint. Yes. Have them weigh in. What the hell? Just like it's, a mint. It's certs an outdated term. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's I don't know. Why don't you have a whorehound candy and check? Okay. Why don't you go down to the library and check out uh, an encyclopedia? Okay, the people who make uh, uh, gummy bears, there's nothing right. natural in that. No. The people that made those flavors. Why Especially can't... the sugar-free kind. Read that uh, review if you never. <laughs> Yes. Why can't they work with the big medicine people and make something that doesn't taste horrific? I, I don't know. I would think they would. Mm. Anyway, yeah. if anybody hears this, work on that. It'd be your billion-dollar idea. Yeah, yeah. And that, that, that's, uh, that taste is so horrendous and so unique, you can't mask it with anything. I was pretty, I was. Uh, I found the hold-your-nose technique very successful Absolutely. as a kid. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. A great deal of taste, Jack, actually takes place in the olfactory centers. Thank you for that. <laughs> <laughs> the old Which, factory? The old, yeah, no, no, old factory. O L F A factory. Uh, which is why uh, my <laughs> San Francisco hotel room once uh, looked like a crime scene. Because I'd brought with me a nice bottle of wine. I was going right. to recline and sip right. on that bottle of wine. But as you're tasting wine, you want to have your mouth open and, and your nose. You know how you can, like, hold your... your what is it? It's not your epiglottis, but you can essentially hold your sinus passages open because you want... You the, drink wine with your mouth open. Well, to taste it, <laughs> you want the like air that. to circulate right. through your, your right. nose like system. Right. Right. right, right, right. <laughs> well, through the sinus. <laughs> in there. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah like, yeah. A, like a paste-eating mouth breather. <laughs> yeah. uh, but so anyway, uh, so I arrive after a long, long day uh, at my hotel room, and uh, I had a, a lovely glass of wine. And I took a big, bigger than I should have sip of it, and I wanted to let it, you know, circulate. So I tilt my head back a little bit with, uh, you know, with my nosal passages open. I nosal. assume you're wearing an ascot in there. <laughs> right. That's what I'm picturing. Right. Some sort of slippers. Yes. You know, a yeah. coat with tails. Yeah. <laughs> I think I was probably wearing an A&G t-shirt and underpants, but... Um, <laughs> oh, wow. Don't, don't. Oh, that's a great image. We don't yeah, want to no picture kidding. you standing there in your underwear oh, oh. drinking so anyway, your wine. I take this big old uh, sip of wine, and I'm trying to get all the vapors and the essences right. and all, and it goes right down my windpipe. <laughs> so I explode in coffee <laughs> and fling my arm up as well. <laughs> and so I spray wine in that direction and throw it in that direction. Also, and I could name the hotel, but I don't want them to come after me for the cleaning costs because it was a while ago. This hotel room's entirely done in white. White carpet, white bedspread, white towels, white furniture. Everything's well, white. Well, did you call down to the front desk and say something happened, or did you just slink out in the morning? Right. No. You know what I did? They I, were looking for a body. I, <laughs> no kidding. They kept lifting up the mattress. No, I'm telling you, there's nothing here. 
Uh, no, I went and got uh, some of the white, white towels and got them wet and spent the next hour trying to blot up wine. I didn't have any wine away, which is this miracle substance. Wine away? That's a thing. You don't know wine no. away, Marshall? No. Oh, for we, you know what? That's what I ought to endorse. Hi, I'm Joe Getty for wine away. It's this stuff. It's clear. It's practically right. odorless. Right. You get it in a bottle. You, if I were to spill wine, I'm wearing gray pants right now. If I were to spill a big splotch of wine on these gray pants, I'd pour wine away on there. It'd go. It just disappears. It's like Harry Potter s. I mean, it's amazing. It just makes wine. We're on the podcast. You can say it. Yeah, I'm very classy. Um, go ahead and say it. Try it on. I'm not gonna. Let's see how it sounds. Come on, Joe. Let's see how it sounds. If we don't like it, we'll decide this, we don't like this it. This is bullying. Go ahead and say it. That's some Harry Potter shit right there. Yeah, I think it was good. I liked it. I don't know. Oh, uh, I don't know. Uh. Wine but away. I say that to my kids all the time. Wine away. We're not going to Disneyland. <laughs> right. exactly. Not going to do you any good. <laughs> now I'm telling you, if you are a drunk, I mean a, uh, a wine enthusiast, <laughs> yeah. you really, wine enthusiast you really have to know about better. wine away. It's yes. amazing. Awesome. Oh. Yeah. I'm going to put that on my shopping list. Wine away. There. Set to go. Perfect ending. This is the best of Armstrong and Getty. <laughs> You're listening to the best of the Armstrong and Getty Show. Featuring our podcast, One More Thing. Get more info, armstrongandgetty.com. 16 hours. These people were imprisoned on a plane. 16 hours. United, of course. (laughs) Uh, They're flying from Newark to Hong Kong. Somebody had a medical emergency, doesn't say what, so they had to land in Goose Bay, Newfoundland, Canada. None of it matters. The only thing that matters is how long you were kept on that plane. I don't care what the reason was for getting there or whatever, weather or whatever. I'm a journalist. I'm explaining. I'm telling the story. The longest I've ever been stuck on a plane, I think I think it was an hour 45 we were yeah. stuck on the plane. Missed our connecting flight. Changed our entire trip. Had to stay night in a hotel. No reason for it whatsoever. It's just the BS. There are no gates available and, you know, it throws off their statistics crap. Right. Let people off the plane! Well, this one was triple stupid. So they're thinking they're going to fly from Jersey to uh, to, to, to Hong Kong, uh, and they have to land in Goose Bay, Newfoundland. And I wish I was in Goose Bay right now. There's Yeah, me too. It's probably a little chilly this time of year. Fine with me. Was, right. was Moose Beer Airport filled up? <laughs> they, they, they couldn't, no room on the runway? More Canadian than thou. Uh, yeah, so, but here's the deal. So they didn't have any customs people there at night. And because these are, you know, they did come from America, they had to have customs official to eat, custom officials to even let these people, like, hang out in the airport. That's ridiculous. You couldn't say, as an adult, as human beings, as sentient beings, created in the image of the Almighty, if you believe that way. We, they all couldn't get together and say, all right, folks, listen, because of, you know, customs laws and the rest of it. We got all stated this part of the terminal. Please don't leave. Um, it's the law, but we're not going to keep you on an airplane in freaking freezing Canada yep. overnight with no food and increasingly clogged up toilets. And it apparently got down to 20 below on board the plane. On board the plane? That's Wait a minute. People was... that have frostbite. Well, that's what they were. That's the story I saw. It was that's like 20 crap. below. So with, anyway, with 16 hours, <laughs> you can read the Herman Melville classic Moby Dick yeah. twice and still have an hour left over. 
Have you ever tried to read Moby yeah, Dick? I was going to say. Uh, so when I, when I was stuck on the plane, even for the amount of time I was on there, there was nothing to drink. Toilets were done. I mean, it was it was ridiculous. And they don't care. They just don't care. You know, I left out the fact that there was something wrong with the plane, um, but that doesn't matter. Sure. Uh, but so they finally got another plane there after the 16 hours. Right. And these people, remember, there was no food, so they were all starving hungry. Um, United, the plane they uh, provided, had no food, just uh, some pretzels. And so then they had to settle in for their, God, how long would it take you to get from, what's it called? Goose Neck. Moose, moose Knuckles. Moose. Yeah, Canada. I'm pretty sure yeah, that's not Goose the Island. Island. I don't think that's right. Goose it was Bay. Mountie Goose Maple Bay. International. Yeah, right. right. <laughs> Mountie Maple International. No, so how long would it take you to get to Hong Kong? Hell of a long time. That's how long. So, uh, boy, those two poor sons of bitches. That's rough. That's rough. Well, we're flying. Uh, we're flying this week. We'll have to see how the TSA thing is going with the uh, work outages and all. I'll see if people are showing up. I think now's the time you sneak the uh, the the, <laughs> the wine. Hey, federal hey, law. Hey, hey, sneak the wine opener on the plane. Oh, the corkscrew. Uh, yeah. right. I've had three or four confiscated <laughs> in my life because they got a tiny little, like two thirds of an inch foil knife on them. Which oh, that's you know, really. If you're going to take a mouse hostage, you could do some serious damage with that knife. All right, nobody move or the mouse gets it. On the other hand, that's the only thing you could do with that little thing. You brandish that at somebody, they they would have to look for a while. To, what are you doing? Why are you holding that? Was that a, is that a little knife on there? Is that a nail are file? You, oh, you're threatening. Oh, you're threatening me? <laughs> oh, <laughs> you'd have to explain yourself. Yes. Unless, you know, you think you're just going to take the corkscrew and just take out their eye with it. Wow. I mean, that's the move. <laughs> that is the move. Yes. If you get a exactly. barbaric. That's your weapon of choice. It's not exactly versatile. Yeah, but, uh, and the only other thing I, I wanted to talk about was I got some coffee and I put some ice in it. As it, was, it was still too hot. So I burned my tongue. How far are we away from a coffee mug with a thermostat? I got a typical travel mug. Um, Coffee mug with a thermostat and a heating element, which can be tiny these days. So you can maintain the temperature. So you I set my perfect coffee set at sipping temperature, and it just maintains it. I'm surprised that doesn't exist. You should invent that. Oh, you should patent this idea. Patented right Right. now. Yes, it's a it's a podcast patent. You're right. How is the bottom inch of the cup not a little warmer and it's got a little battery in it? Right. I'm sure that sort of thing exists, but it's probably clunky. I bought my wife one of those Yetis the other day. Those super expensive mugs that are supposed to keep things hot or cold all day long. Yeah. They're really expensive, though. Yeah, they are. They had a dog bowl that was $65. (laughs) That's way too much for a dog bowl. You think? And what are you trying to keep the water for the dog? I don't know if you add up the value of all my human bowls. (laughs) It costs $65. Yeah, no kidding. Right. That reminds me, Baxter was being weird last night. He was... He's walking around licking his chops over it. Just, you know, dog licking sounds. You call them his chops? (laughs) Dog licking sounds can be so annoying. God, they lick in their paws and the rest of it. But he's just walking around licking his chops, like licking his his lips and his jaws and all. Is there some drug that makes you salivate? Or? I don't know. Dog licking Did is he... my one of my least favorite oh, sounds. Delaney told us when she was home over uh, Christmas break from college that she, and she has the misophonia. She's like you. 
she, you can tell, will be having a family dinner. I'm looking back at years past, and she'll be sitting there wide-eyed, eye, stock still, with her jaw clenched. Mm. And not saying because anything. Because somebody's opening a chip bag or something? Or, or somebody's chewing, right. and she can hear it. Oh. And sometimes it's something crunchy, and your mouth is closed, and you're doing everything I've you can. My right. son, and you and to, it makes her crazy. I've told my son, who has that problem a bit, I, I said, I, I get up and leave the room. I don't make other people change their behavior. Right, right. I just get up and leave. But at one point, I guess, for some reason, she couldn't leave the room or chose not to. But uh, our old dog, Onyx, was like licking his paws and stuff, which he used to do a lot. And, the, and she finally it made her cry. Ooh. She was getting so oh, man. freaked out and disgusted and angry, but she loved her dog. She started to cry over his paw licking. I, you know, it's funny. I, I love dogs. I love dogs so much. But I was thinking last night as he was walking around, <laughs> constantly. We're just trying to read. Just watch that great World War One Peter Jackson documentary. <laughs> just constantly. I thought, Joe, make a notebook of annoying things dogs do. Or extra work they cause, would or whatever. Like, would you like me to help you with that? Since yeah. I have four dogs. <laughs> yes, please do. Keep that notebook. Then someday down the road, when you're thinking, you know, we ought to get it done. <laughs> you look at that notebook. Yeah. Well, dog, dogs are awesome, and you know, I've 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 had many. Obviously, I think there's more plus, but there are many negatives. Yeah. It, it is a lot the, of work. There's a lot of expense. It is one of the biggest pulls to get me out of the the one bedroom apartment lifestyle that I really do enjoy. But the I don't have a yard for a dog, right? Like that's yeah. something mm-hmm. that I would love to have. But well, you know, getting back to my uh, my theory of life, uh, most things are worth what they cost, right? Including dogs. Four dogs the, aren't. What? Well. I'll leave that to you yes. and your family. But uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah do- dogs are dogs are, are work. You wouldn't believe how much dog poop you have to pick up when you've got four dogs. Uh, 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 let me picture how much poop we pick up now. Multiply it by four. It's a, it's a good nope, job. It's a good job for Sam because it's a daily job and he hates it. Him hating it is key to the whole thing. Ah, he should right. have a job he hates. Indeed. He yeah, likes Bill's character. Yeah, right. well. But isn't one of your dogs the size of a muskox? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's 170 pounds. Oh, jeez. That's How? gigantic. It is. It's a person. It's How? two 85-and-a-half-pound dogs, wow. right? Wow. How big are its uh, patties? Like a horse. I mean, they're pretty big. Oh wow. God. Pretty big. Now, well, uh, do the myth. The pug, on the other hand, is like leaving behind, you know... No, who drops some M and M's? Oh, wait a minute! That's Pugsley's leaving. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. They all uh, go outside, though, right? I mean, usually for the most part. Yeah, for the most part. You know, that that's works. the expectation, yeah. anyway. Except right. during the winter. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, I go inside. Who am I to criticize? Right. This is the best of Armstrong and Getty. You're listening to the best of the Armstrong and Getty Show. Featuring our podcast, One More Thing. Get more info at armstrongandgetty.com. At least one more thing. Maybe several more things. There are many things today. Many things. I may go home in the middle of it. <laughs> All right. Um... I thought it was interesting. So there are NBA trades going on right now. The National National Basketball Association uh, trades happening during games with players there, ready to play for their team and finding out they're traded. Sitting on the bench, and all of a sudden, somebody two rows up says, "Hey, do you know you got traded?" What? But LeBron James went on a long rant, uh, and I'll just paraphrase it. But I, I thought it was pretty interesting, and, and he's right. 
teams do this sort of thing all the time. Nobody ever calls teams selfish or mean or bullying or childish or whatever they are. They're doing what it takes to get better. If you're a player and you decide to go somewhere else, you're disloyal to the fans or your teammates or you're ungrateful. You're ungrateful. You're not grown up enough or you didn't. You didn't tell the right people ahead of time. You just announced it and took over, whatever. Sure. But the teams get to do this all the time, and that's the way sports is. Mm-hmm. Uh, sports was better to, huh. to watch back when the owners treated players horribly. Pre-free agency. Yeah. And you got to keep teams together, and they had you forever and all that sort of thing. That was better as a guy watches sport, but it's so unfair to the players. You know, it's funny. I played golf with a guy not too long ago who... Um, was the backup of a, I'm not going to get into specifics, but um, he was the backup for a guy who's now in the Hall of Fame, the Baseball Hall of Fame. And he couldn't go anywhere because this was pre-free agency. It was in the fairly early 70s. And uh, so his career was just waiting for uh, the Hall of Famer guy to get tired or need a day off. And he couldn't flake to another team. I shouldn't use the term flake. He couldn't go free agent. Um so it was good for fans back then, though. But it's Got the to root for the guys as long as their team wanted them. It's similar, though, in other uh, industries, not just in sports, in that you're expected to give two weeks' notice or you're a bad person, bad employee, disloyal, etc. Mm-hmm. Companies, of course, they decide to fire you. They're just going to tell you at 10 o'clock uh, the day before Christmas and, uh, and, and march you out to your car. Sometimes without severance. If that's yeah, which their is, best yeah. business yeah. decision, that's sure. what they'll do. If your best business decision is to go somewhere, well, then you're a bad employee. Right. I, I had somebody contact me the other day about uh, the leaving a job, and this new employer wanted them to start right away. And I said, that's always the case. The new employers always want you to start right away. Now, when you're there, they're going to demand you give two weeks' salary, or they're going to give you a bad review. But right. I have had this conversation with each of my children, because it always happens. And not theoretically, they were told, yeah, it, you need, we need you Monday. Right. No, that's not the way it works. And I tell them to tell you, you know, I'm going to do the same thing for you when the time comes. So I've known loyal company people. Uh, it was generally back in the day. I knew a guy who was really loyal to working for Coca-Cola. I knew a guy who was really uh, loyal for working for General Motors. Um, I know a guy who was loyal working for Ford, but you know I don't know I don't know what those companies were like to work for. I, I think those days are over for the most part, aren't mm-hmm. they? Yeah. In terms of loyalty to a company, I'll yeah. do what's best for me. You do what's best for you, and we'll see how it works out. Judy's family, uh, her dad worked for uh, General Motors essentially uh, for his entire career post WW two, and nobody was allowed to show up in a Ford. Nobody in the home could own a Ford or God help you, a Japanese car. Everything was GM. Everything. Was he a loyal GM guy, though? He, he oh, was, yeah. He was fine with that. Oh, yeah. Because people I've known that were like that, the, the guy I knew worked for Coca-Cola, he was disgusted by Pepsi. Couldn't mm-hmm. even imagine how anybody would drink <laughs> sure. a different brown fizzy water. Right. <laughs> yeah, I saw versions of this uh, to a lesser degree when I was in the, the beer industry, and I thought it was hilarious when we'd go out to lunches and I would order not our beers. Other people didn't find it as funny in the company, and that was really surprising to me. <laughs> Mm. Yeah, if I worked for a beer, I'd probably drink their beer. But, yeah, or I uh, go to a hey, do you guys have a wine list? Everyone, what? Yeah. But, but, but for the most part, and I know there are employers that try to do differently, but for the most part, when it's financially beneficial to them to let you go, they're going to let you go, no matter how nice you've been or right. hardworking or whatever. Now, you don't have to host an hour long or hour and a half long special on ESPN about where you're going to take your talents. Oh, sure. LeBron. Sure. But, no, I think he makes an excellent point. But, you know, sports is a TV show. 
people are going to take the TV show they want. Speaking of TV shows, old uh, Ariana Grande is uh, said she's not going to do the Grammy Awards. Now I don't care at <laughs> all. Yes, I like not the Grammy Awards. A little. That's the bit. only award show I actually like because they they. Do their, the show. They yeah. sing. They play. There's the band show. There's always some good musical numbers on there. I'm a rock guy, and so it's not for me. And uh, like they, it's clear from the promos they're going to trot out ACDC. Yes. <sighs> Timely. It's exactly right. Great move. 30 years too late. 40 years too late. Wasn't and, one of the main guys dead? Uh, uh, well, kind of, sort of. Well, Guitar player. I'm not going to get into that. Did he pass? Uh, Malcolm Young, I think he did. He yeah. had Alzheimer's. Yeah. That's right, and he yeah. did pass away. And and then the drummer was in jail for murder for a while and the rest of it. But <laughs> no, it's just the idea of, all right, now we'll reach out to the rock fans by trotting out the septuagenarian ACDC. And I love that band, but it's like, are you serious? Stop it. But anyway, Aria Grandy, Ariana Grandy, who's 25 years old, uh, is uh, mad because um, uh, initially the show's producers didn't want her to perform her latest single. Is that the Seven something? Seven, seven Rings. Rings. That's yeah. right. It's and about that's the, the number one song in the country. The Lord of the Seven Rings. Why don't they want the number one song in the country? On I don't the know what I know. I don't. I have no idea. It seems odd to me too. It's because her hand tattoo says Korean barbecue. <laughs> Probably <laughs> that could be. Probably. And the Grammys <laughs> is brought to you by, of course, uh, your local Chinese food. Um, <laughs> but so, uh, so she agreed to make Seven Rings part of them, a part of a medley. And she said, "Okay, that's fine. You don't want me to play the whole song." But then I'll play Seven Rings and part of another song. And they said, no, nah, we'll choose what follow-up song you're going to do. I'd say no to that, too. And if she I'm, if said, I'm as big as her, I got enough she money. She said the same thing. She said, oh, Pete Davidson, <laughs> goodbye. <laughs> Thank you, next. That's, yeah. uh, that's one right. of her songs. Yeah, ah, hey, I see yeah. what you did there. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Yeah. I did yeah. Yeah. Rolling Stones yeah. earlier today. I would, think, <laughs> I would think she'd get to tell the Grammys what she wants to sing. I, think she'd, I thought I, she was big enough for I that. I thought the Grammys would be begging yeah, for no her kidding. to play, play nine songs. You'll do your number one song on our show, yeah. What time do you want to play? We'll, we'll send a car over. Right, and and, and she's, she's got three consecutive number one albums, 144 million Instagram followers, and some old guy at the Grammy said, no, you're not going to play that. You're going to play this. <laughs> With that voice. Listen, Tomato, you might be hot down there at the clubs, but I make the calls here. I call the shots here. I've seen starlets like you come and go for decades. <laughs> I make stars. Do you remember Trisha Watson? <laughs> I made her. I actually, no, who's Trisha I Watson? I actually don't. <laughs> Even without Grandy, the Grammy Awards uh, on the 10th of February will feature several high-profile names, including Cardi B. Trump. Do we have that? Cardi B. Trump. Most, right. most recently, partying with Robert Kraft of the New England Patriots at 4 o'clock in the morning. Oh, that's right. Cardi B. And on stage to make ACDC look young, folks, <laughs> give it up for Diana Ross. Oh, sure. Oh, how old is she now? Who oh. in America <laughs> Easy now. is yearning for Diana Ross? Uh, she is who? the queen of souls since the previous queen vacated the throne. She, yes, was, she was old when I was a child, and I'm not young. BTS will be there, everybody. You know? I don't know from BTS. What is that? Is Divine that? Torture Suffocate? Oh, jeez. Jeez, what? One of those, uh, what is BTS? What websites do you go to? Uh, I believe <laughs> yeah, that's no a, a K-pop band. Okay. Oh, yeah, it is. Oh, that is. Lady, yeah, 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 that's the K-pop band. Lady Gaga yeah. will be performing. Of course. Yeah. Uh, post- BTS, also known as the Bangtan Boys. Huh? There you go. All right. 
whoop them gundam style. <laughs> yes. Uh, Post Malone, which is much more interesting than pre Malone, which is their earlier incarnation. <laughs> and uh, the Red Hot Chili Peps. God, I'm I haven't even heard of these acts years old. Um, <laughs> speaking of Ariana Grande, though, did you see who Pete Davidson's dating now? No. Kate Beckinsale? Yeah. And one of the hottest women on the planet Earth is now his girlfriend. About 20 years older. She's 40-something, and you got to wonder, so you want to date a 25-year-old guy who walks around talking about suicide all the time. Not exactly sure what's going on in her head. I can fix him. Exactly. But he's bounced back, apparently. Wow. Uh, he's going to be just great. As Apparently. long as he doesn't have a really bad, sad Saturday at some point and right, make it that he right. can't undo. Right. Being Ariana Grande's ex spells nothing but good things for your future, son. Apparently. I hate to even make this joke because it sounds like I care about this on any level, but he had Ariana Grande that he had to pick up his next girlfriend off the Beckon sale rack. Huh? What? Huh? Huh? What? I'm ashamed of that. This is the best of Armstrong and Getty. 